You're listening to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. I'm Gandalf. I'm Matt. And I'm Nathan Van Horn. The Bible is the most read book ever, but to some, it is merely fiction. Join our conversations as we connect the dots to reveal that the story of the Bible is not only true, it's better than fiction. To learn more about the show or to contact us directly, visit us online at www.betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com. Welcome back, listener, to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. This is episode 144, and listener, listeners in general, you guys really came through, and we got a treat this week because we got not one, not two, but three written reviews on Apple Podcasts, and that just goes to show you we should have been asking for them more often because y'all certainly delivered. Yeah, so a a big shout out and a help to everybody. So a a couple of things I made mention of because somebody did ask about this. So we've had... I don't know what the the number is exactly now. I know we've had as a, a couple of months ago 215,000 individual listens to the podcast that at least 215,000 people have interacted with at least one of our episodes. That doesn't mean we have that many, you know, regular listeners. Um and that it's a it's around 3,000 people that interact with the podcast on a weekly basis. But then there are those that actually listen when the thing drops. And that was the ones that it's 750 to a thousand of you. Actually, you are with us. You are listening in time, Tuesday morning, cup of coffee in hand. It's us and you, and we have our conversation. The elect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you did. uh, Yeah, you did. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So we just want to say thank you. And for those of you who have not done that yet, it's amazing to me the difference that those things make in the algorithm. So thank you for those who have. Thank you for those of you who will. And but there, really there's also it. like a there's also like you don't do it for a review, but there's a little bit of chicken soup for the soul in there somewhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, it's I, encouraging. I it's encouraging. It's it is encouraging. Nathan told me something a few years ago, y'all, and I have adopted it in just in my whole I don't pay attention not, to myself, so this not is going to be minister, news to me. Not just ministry stuff, but just also as as like a dad and a husband. Nathan, you told me a few years ago, you said, Matt, I just want to be helpful. And man, that is so good for my soul to hear is because I think there was a time in my life where I just wanted to be heard and because I felt like I had something to say. The older I get, the more I realize those things were probably dumb anyway. And <laughs> I just want to be helpful that what I say, more importantly than I want to be heard, because I'm not even sure about that anymore, that what I say can be helpful well, and can, can I, be can useful I, in somebody else's life. Can I say something to that effect? Because, you know, Please on, do. It, it's you that, on, that on Wednesday nights here. with it. On Wednesday nights here, I do kind of like a better than fi- uh, fiction Bible podcast redux, and I like I crawl through it at my own pace, and I get to drown mm-hmm. out the voices of my colleagues. Uh, there, there, <laughs> there are there is no Matt Powell and Gandalf to disagree with me. Um, no, but I mean, I, I get to crawl back through it, and so 
I'm 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 going through stuff that we've already covered, and I'm I'm finding stuff that even at our snail's pace, we Correct. we still skip over stuff. Like it blows it blows me away. And I also find you know I I never assume, even though we try our darndest, I never assume that we're a hundred percent right on stuff. But one mm-hmm. of the most encouraging things that I've heard since we started this project. Um, someone did not agree with us on something. I can't remember what the interpretive detail was, but they said, I'm so thankful for the show, even though I disagree on this thing, because they said it gave me the tools to disagree with you. Mm. Um, and that's and, big man. And I, that, that was like the, that was like the most heartwarming criticism I think I've gotten since we started this is like, just it's, it's not, in other words, to me, the podcast is less about changing someone's reading of a passage and it's more about um, uh, broadening the way that they read the Bible as a whole. I, can, can I say this? And perhaps it's just because of my education, just because my master's degree was built around systematic theology. And this podcast has made me a better theologian, not systematically, but biblically. And when I say biblically, let me under help the listener understand biblical theology is not the opposite of unbiblical theology. It's a style of or an approach. It's an approach to theology where you like systematic, historical, biblical. It's taking theology from the story. It's using the story, the grand narrative, that type of thing. And, um, this has been so helpful in my life. Can, can, here, here's a confession, though. As tragedy has have struck in my life, um, I never found myself falling on theology. Every time tragedy struck, I always fell on somewhere in the story. Yeah, I, I have I a- connected with somebody in the Bible that had something happen, and I fell on the story not theology. Now, I'm not diminishing theology. It's so important. No, but this but is it's, it's this is weddings. This is weddings and funerals. Right. Um, on our on our most meaningful days, uh, you know, rehearsal dinners, bereavement meals, um, we commemorate those times by telling stories, and that that says something. Um, sometimes, like in a funeral setting, and and Matt, gosh, how many funerals have you preached, brother? I. I have not kept track. I have not kept track. Tried to keep track I, of my, the weddings, but my guess, my know. guess is a couple of hundred funerals uh, on my end. Oh gosh, uh, yeah, and that's easy. that's got to be conservative, um, right? Because uh, you know you do probably fifteen to twenty in a slow year. And gosh, I don't mean to put an appropriate pacing on it. That's not my uh, my point. Mm. Um, I hear what you're saying, but it, it, in a funeral. Like if you just lead with the platitudes and the the stuff that we do believe, but if you just lead with platitudes, it, it comes off almost hollow if it's divorced from the story of the individual and the story of the individual in Christ and the and the story of the gospel hope that we have. You know what I'm saying? So like there's right. there's just so much power to uh in other words, I don't think we're like we're terribly insightful. I think we the Bible is uh lends itself organically to be read this way. Um, so I hope it's meaningful. By the way, if if Matt's uh, mention of biblical theology sparks any interest in you, 
there's a wonderful book. The book is just about approaches to biblical theology. So if it's okay if it's too nerdy. Um, but there's a wonderful book that kind of breaks down different approaches to biblical theology. Um, it came out, um, gosh, around 2010, 2012, Understanding Biblical Theology, A Comparison of Theory and Practice by Edward Clink and Darian Lockett. It is such a helpful book if that's an, uh, a facet of study that any of our listeners are interested in pursuing. Yeah. Hey, let me say one other thing, uh, because Gandalf did not get to say his whole please like and subscribe, whatever that positive interaction is. So I'm going to cover that for him so we can. You talked about funerals and we actually need to acknowledge something on the subject of weddings for. Just oh, something amazing has happened in Gandalf's life since the last time we recorded Gandalf. It's true. What is that amazing thing? Oh, me and my girlfriend got engaged. Congratulations. <laughs> when a man loves a That's woman. That's right. Victoria, tell, I love you. Yes. And tell us who she is and where she's from. Victoria, she's from just outside of Memphis and Eads, Tennessee. She is a, unlike y'all's wife, she is a faithful, faithful listener, listener to the podcast. Vict Victoria, you're not even his wife yet, and you're already my favorite wife on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I mean, I love Andrea well, and, of course, Haley, but they don't listen, so. Yeah, th there it is. Well, much congratulations to you, Gandalf. And it actually kind of got, goes along with the story a little bit that we're going to look at today, because well, because, today, because I because I don't make a bad decision on who well, to marry. Well, well, like, well be, because you went up the road to find your wife. <laughs> That's right, exactly. He did not stay in Tupelo. He went up the road to uh, good old Memphis, Tennessee, or right outside. And uh, we're going to reread where we were last week. Uh, Nathan, didn't you read last week? I think you. Probably. Read I read week. whenever y'all don't want to, or if there's a genealogy. Well, neither is that today, but you were out for several times. Why don't, since you did such a good job, why there don't you read yet one more time, verses one through nine, since we are celebrating this, this man's uh, <laughs> new way of life that is sh sure to come uh, in short order. Why don't you take it away for us, Gandalf, or, or Nathan? From the ESV. All right. Congratulations again, G-Man. And uh, listeners, we're coming in from Genesis 28, 1 through 9, as always, from the ESV. Then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and directed him, You must not take a wife from the Canaanite women. Arise, go to Padan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, your fa mother's father, and take as your wife from there one of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you, that you may become a company of peoples. May he give the blessing of Abraham to you and to your offspring with you, that you may take possession of the land of your sojournings that God gave to Abraham. Thus Isaac sent Jacob away, and he went to Padan Aram, to Laban, the son of Bethuel the Aramean, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob's and Esau's mother. Now Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Badan Aram to take a wife from there, and that he and that as he blessed him, he had directed him, you must not take a wife from the Canaanite women, and that Jacob had obeyed his father and his mother and gone to Badan Aram. So when Esau saw that the Canaanite women did not please Isaac his father, Esau went to Ishmael and took as his wife besides the wives he had, Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebaioth. Thank you, Nathan. So 
Gandalf, what are the things that we know about you? And surely by now the listening audience knows about you is that you are a technology guru. And yes, I like to think so. So when I say the word hyperlink, help me understand as if I, I don't know what hyperlink is. And I say, Gandalf, I've run into this term. I, I right clicked in Microsoft Word and at the, you know, the very bottom it said hyperlink. And I d wasn't really sure what that meant. Uh, what is hyperlink? A hyperlink is when you bake a reference in directly into the text of a document. Mm. So if I, uh, quite often here at the church, I send little budget requests and I hyperlink, you know, the piece of equipment that I want for the church. I hyperlink it to the actual email. So when you click on the name of the thing that I want, it takes you directly to the product page. As opposed to somebody having to go and look it up. They just have to click. Yeah. It's, so it's when you're asking for, for money, you're trying to be. <laughs> I love that. It's it's an embedded reference. <laughs> and, yeah. well, and that and you have to do that because you're always asking for tech stuff, which is outrageously right. overpriced. Very, very expensive. It's relative just, to, it's just, relative it's to the cost of production. And so yes. tech guys, y'all have to like, I'm not inventing these numbers. Click the hyperlink for yourself. That's right. <laughs> so, but. Now, in the ancient scrolls, did they have things such as hyperlinks, Nathan? In their own way. Exactly. So help us understand, how did hyperlinks work in the ancient text of Scripture? Uh, and, 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 you know, so we think of click and go. For them, I keep coming back to the word clustering. Um, I, 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 again, we're not just saying, Hey, this word always means this, or this word always refers to that story. But when you see a lot of potentially elusive or referential words and terms and phrases all jumbled together within a small space, it's usually worth paying attention. Mm -hmm. Um, and Matt, so, since you asked that question, I'm guessing you have an example in mind. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there are several here. Like, for instance, if we just wanted to emphasize words, like you get to verse number two and you see uh, arise and go to Padan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father. Well, we've heard about that before. That's that's an easy hyperlink because we've actually read about Padan Aram and Bethuel. Hey, I know where you can get a wife. I found a great one here. <laughs> that, that That's right. That, or that actually, is... Eli presumably Eliezer found one for me there. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Genesis 25. We've, we've already been there, done that story. But then there are more nuanced ones as well. The one that jumps out to me uh, the, the fastest is verse number three. And there's several in there, but the one that I'll speak about is the very first one. Gandalf, what's the first two words in verse number three? God Almighty. God Almighty, which in Hebrew, you probably remember this. I know you do. El Shaddai. El Shaddai. El Shaddai. Oh, sorry, you were asking oh. Gandalf. My bad. I did not yeah, mean to no, be that guy. Nathan, <laughs> we we know that you know. <laughs> I did. I one hundred percent did not mean to be that guy. <laughs> Meanwhile, Nathan's like, I can't wait for it to be Wednesday. This yeah. this <laughs> this is this is why I never get asked to be a substitute teacher for Bible drills. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. So. Oh my gosh. But okay, God Almighty, El Shaddai. Uh, Nathan, do you or no, Nathan, you remember this? Gandalf, do you remember the first time that this comes up? El Shaddai. It's, I should know this. That's okay. It's I, Genesis 17. The good news is I'm not okay. going to do it twice in a row, so it's all you, G-Man. 
<laughs> yeah. So Genesis 17, 1, specifically, when Abram was not- I, I am I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. And yeah. I will make my covenant, covenant between me and you. So this is where Abram gets renamed. This is circumcised. Where Yes, circumcision. He gets uh, the promise that you can't cut that he will out. Have of the a story. son. <laughs> That's good. And shame, you shame. get you get the also the promise that Isaac is going to be born. That the blessing is not going to come through Ishmael. So hmm. here um, we have God Almighty blessing you and to make you fruitful and multiply. Isn't that interesting? You know, I just thought about another layer there. That yep. In, did you catch it? It's not in your head. Okay. All right. So here's what I caught, and let's see if this is what you caught. Um, is that El Shaddai is talked about when Abram is told it's not going to be Ishmael, it's going to be Isaac. The Lord himself is going to provide the bride for you. And here, God is named El Shaddai. And he's sending his son out to find a bride, believing that the same El Shaddai that provided the wife for Isaac is going to uh, provided Isaac himself and ultimately Isaac's wife is going to provide for Jacob. Is that what and, you were thinking? Well, that and um, where, you know, the, that passage highlights Genesis 17, where El Shaddai occurs mm -hmm. for the first time. That passage highlights that it's going to be Isaac, not Ishmael. And this right. pass in this passage, it's oh, right yeah, after that was the other part. <laughs> yeah. It's right after Jacob gets the blessing that should have gone to Esau. Esau mm. that he sent to Badanaram. And and where does Esau go for his next wife? To Ishmael. To Ishmael. Yeah. So the, the yeah, Genesis was, everything, it's very apropos there. Um but but I I mean, again, I, I talked about layered uh hyperlinks where it's we're just it's it's more densely elusive because again they're an oral and aural culture um mm -hmm. we cannot hear the language of blessing without hearing the abrahamic promise we also can't hear blessing and making fruitful and multiplying without hearing the language of creation oh right? absolutely yeah uh god's very first commandment to mankind is be fruitful multiply Fill the earth and subdue it. This this goes very handily with what uh, is going on in verses three and four here, where he tells them not only to be fruitful, uh, uh, not only that God will bless and make fruitful and multiply, but also that God uh, will give you the blessing of Abraham and your offspring with you, that you may take possession of the land of your sojournings. By the way, I love this. Isaac is going to go on a journey. And he's not just getting a wife, he's getting a preview of the inheritance on his way. I mean, Jacob is going on a journey, and he's not just mm -hmm. getting a wife, he's getting a preview of his inheritance. The land of your sojournings is part of what you're inheriting. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that, I mean, that's good stuff to me. Yeah, um, so so also, there, this is just an immediate thought here. I didn't plan to, to uh, talk about this, but it's this is an invitation for Jacob to live before God Almighty. Just like in Genesis 17, I am God Almighty, live before me and be blameless. That God's going to give these things to you, that that Jacob is going to, to essentially live before God here. 
Esau never moves beyond living before his parents. Like the, I don't think there's ever any indication in the text that es- Esau is oscillating between living before uh, himself and living before the you know the pleasure and pleasing his parents. But we're starting to get hints here. And at least here, it's in Isaac's encouragement to Jacob to live before the Lord that things are going to be very different in the life of Jacob than they were for Esau and are for Esau. Well, yeah. And, and let me say something to that effect. Um, you know, we talked about this. Isaac does not figure prominently in terms of taking action within the narrative of Jesus uh, of Genesis. Right. We've we've talked about that, that he's usually like the Isaac narratives are pretty short. Um, right. But we do have that story in the beginning of Genesis 26 where God speaks to Isaac, right? The Lord appears to him in Genesis right. 26.2. What happens on the other side of today's passage? The Lord God's is going, going to, to communicate to Jacob. To Jacob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the walk before the Lord uh, usually involves going into some unknown territory, but it also involves revelation on the journey um Mm. so um that's something you see of jacob that you don't see of esau to my knowledge um can i hit can i hit one other thing that stands out to me uh, since you selected genesis 28 3 Mm -hmm. Uh, we've talked a lot about hyperlinks going backward toward uh, genesis 17 toward genesis 1 and 2 um i want to highlight this one word um, I think it's the first time that appears in Scripture, potentially in this verse. I might be wrong about that. Um, but it's the word translated that you may become a company of peoples. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, the word kahal, um, a company, or more commonly you see it translated. I'm not trying to argue with the ESV, uh, but more uh, commonly you see it translated as the assembly. Um, and right. I think it's so interesting because the you're going to see it again um, in Genesis 33, where Jacob and Esau reunite, and we find that God has been good. You're going to see it again in Genesis 35, which is the next time in the text that we hear God referred to as God Almighty, and you have a repetition of the be fruitful and multiply language. Um You'll see it again, uh, but again, this word in Genesis gets wrapped up with the story of Jacob, uh, not just having a people, but an assembly of peoples. Why do I stress that? Because after this, we won't see the word again until Exodus chapter 12. This is the whole uh, hearing Genesis while you're living the Exodus. This becomes Passover language. Um, uh, uh, about the assembly. This is number. This is language that will figure heavily into Leviticus with the sacrificial system and numbers uh, and so on. So I think, again, it's it's interesting how you, I always stress this, there are things in the story that are pointing you backward and forward at the same time. Mm. Yeah, so. that's good. Gandalf, what about you? What are hyperlinks that stand out to you? Well, I was, the first thing I picked up on, which we talked about a little bit, I on in verse three, I picked up on fruitful and multiply, and I'm just, I'm so trained to read Garden of Eden into like That's I'm always right. looking for the Garden of Eden now in, in everything we're we're reading. So that was the thing that uh, popped into my head. And I, I don't know this. Um, I don't know what, what what where this will go in the future, but this theme of the younger 
son inheriting the blessing. I'm not really, I'm not really sure where, uh, what to make of it, but I just, I'm noticing that theme. This is the second time it's happened now. Yeah, absolutely. Because Isaac was the younger son. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now here, here we go. Um, I'll I'll put I'll give you a preview of coming attractions. If you think one son gets up, uh, if you think one older brother gets upset about the younger brother getting a blessing, imagine how eleven older brothers will feel. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, so. I, I I I we got a review this week saying I I hope where it's from a friendly neighborhood Bible man. Shout out to your review. Uh, we love that. But he ends it with, I hope I live long enough to see this podcast reach Exodus. Um, same, same there, brother. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, Thank I hope you. I- <laughs> wow. Wow. No, but I, but I, I do want to say this, um, because I, this reminds me of the discussion. Um, I was saying that to someone else of like, man, I hope we get to Exodus. But someone said, well, in a sense, you already have, because you're, you're, you're highlighting how these things are, because you're, because you're covering how they're linked together you're already getting a preview of Exodus in Genesis. That makes sense. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Some of this in theory, we should speed up as we go along. We're just apparently not there yet. Hmm. Oh, speaking also, um, talking about hyperlinks, talking about, um, our boy Esau, he's up to his tricks again. <laughs> I just, I, I know, I know that we're trying not to be too, hard on Esau and not beat him down too badly. But I, I just can't help but see that this man is just doubling down again. We talked about it a little bit last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just love I just love the verse eight when Esau saw the Canaanite women did not please his father, he went out and he got himself a Canaanite woman. Like he mm-hmm. he went out and was like, oh this doesn't this doesn't please you? Well guess what I'm gonna do? Mm-hmm. I'm going out. He's just I'm doing it. Yeah. Drops his shoulder. <laughs> Esau has lost the birthright, the blessing, and Gandalf's respect. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Esau, but man, you got You need to know when to cut your losses and to stop. Well, and then um, also Esau went out looking and took what he found where, yes. where J- Jacob is going to be sent out uh, because if, if, I'm, let's see, there is language here. Notice. Well, there, and there's you, a lot of, if you back I, I don't up, wanna, I, Isaac I don't wanna, sends out Jacob. Yeah. And he I, I sends don't, him out. I don't, I don't want to, um, spoil this, but there's a lot of, um, narrative irony on seeing, right? Mm. Like he find like when, for example, when Jacob goes out, when he gets to Laban's camp, um, uh, he will find her prettier. In fact, what do y'all remember the description of Leah? Mm-hmm. We weak eyes. No, remind us. Weak eyes. It's it's all. There's lots of That's visual right. irony. We'll 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 unpack it later. And then they pl- they play a trick on the basis of what a- he's able to see. But ah, eh, we'll see. All, all I know is that Eliezer of Damascus is he's just shaking his head right now. I could have been a contender. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> But I'm yeah, uh, that is I'm, I'm nowhere diff- near th- as bad as Esau. Yeah, like Jacob is sent out from his father, and Esau just goes out from his father. It's another and, hunt. 
Yeah, it's an dang. That's it, man. Big. And he finds what he's looking for, and he brings it home. Yeah. He just takes it. Mm. Man, Ooh. because that's what you do when you're building your own tower. You build a stairway to whatever you're trying to get, pinnacle you're trying to get to. And that is a great segue to next week's episode. Mm. Matt, you, you're stealing a lot from me. I know what it's like to be Nathan now because you took my appeal to subscribe and now you're taking my segues. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm getting a glimpse into, into the Nathan Van Horn life. Yeah. Mm. Remember when Nathan used to be the segue and the outro person? Mm. I do. It's been so long. <laughs> that, that, that was at least five chapters ago. <laughs> That's right. But listener, what won't be so long from now is next Tuesday when another episode will be released. And you will know about it because you will subscribe to the Better Than Fiction Bible podcast. So please be among the people who listen like they know they even not the whole thing even just a little bit they listen on tuesday morning because they get a notification they don't have to go searching for it they know where it is right in their app be it spotify google apple whatever your platform of choice is please do that affirmative action to help spread the podcast farther and bless yourself by being able to know when a new episode is out one um, of then, us one of there, us <laughs> there we go. and we'll be back uh next tuesday have a good one See you next time. Shalom. We're good for one more week. <laughs>